Hello everybody and welcome to Letterbox Book Club. I am Mackenzie. And I'm Claire. And today, because we're a little bit disjointed but that's okay, we are going to be doing a Throne of Glass series wrap. Yay! <laughs> yeah, because we know we did a little like halftime wrap for Akatar, but we thought before we completely shut the doors on Throne of Glass, we would just do a big series wrap, get everything off our chest and talk about all the things. We just don't want it to end. We're just like tugging ourselves along. <laughs> yeah, we need more content. <laughs> <laughs> more Throne of Glass. Uh, much of the questions we're just going to ask, they're like, you know, generic dinky questions, but... um. Yeah, it just gives us a whole overview because I haven't really thought about Throne of Glass in a, in a little while now, I suppose. Even though, like, Assassin's Blade was released last week, like, it's still been a period of time since we've actually It's been a been... long time since we've, one, read them and two, actually recorded them. Yeah, so it's going to be nice taking down a trip down memory lane and seeing if, like, opinions are still the same or if they've changed for whatever reason. But yeah, stick around with us and yeah... So yeah, but this is going to be similar. Yeah, similar questions to the Akata halftime series, right? Because like, what else do you want to say, questions-wise, without getting deeply profound? Yes. <laughs> so and we, yeah, we also know that yeah, not a lot of people like the whole fantasy genre either. So this is just fan service for us as fans, as in Claire yes. and I, <laughs> just to talk about it a little bit more and to yeah. reiterate yes. <laughs> our feelings. <laughs> Alrighty, to kick things off, it feels weird not going straight to a blurb or like thoughts, feelings. Actually, you know what? Yeah, thoughts, feelings, emotions, (laughs) the entire series. Do you want to start or do you want me to start? You can start. Okay, thoughts, feelings, emotions for the whole series. What a fantastic series. I loved it because I read Akatar first and then I read Throne of Glass and I don't know if... It's not about liking it more or liking Akatar less. It's just about because, and I think Akatar will get there just because there's eight books in Throne of Glass. So there's a lot of universe to get into, a lot of world to get into, and so much that happens that I really immerse myself into it. And I liked it. It does start out as very young adult and then you can see as Sarah, yeah, started writing it when she was 16, I think. Something like that. Yeah, so you can tell that it started out very YA. And then I think a lot of people as well on the internet say that you could skip the first two on a reread if you wanted to and then go straight from Air of Fire because that's mm-hmm. when yep. the plot like really kicks off. Because the first two books do very much feel like a separate story because it is very much the Selena story. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and then it kicks off. So I get it. But yeah, I enjoyed it overall. Very YA, gets to a bit new adult, bit spicy, bit fun times, bringing in what we all want in our books. Um, <laughs> and as a standalone series, it's great. I would like a little novella to update me on what's happening. But I think, and we will talk about it, but I think in the way of the Sarah J Mass universe, I think that there are big things coming and I am so hype. <laughs> <laughs> love that. Love that energy, Kenzie. But yeah, I completely agree with you on everything you just said, Kenzie. Like, it's such a wonderful series. Yeah, the first two books, 
really yeah set the world set the pace set the adventure and I agree that it is really the Selena story although I, Throne of Glass did give me like that kind of Hunger Games Divergent-esque because of the whole like competition to, yeah. for a certain goal thing so yeah very reminiscent of that when I was reading yeah. it, which was quite nice. Um, although there was a lot of champions in the first book to kind of die. I know. I was thinking as well when reading it, what there was like, what, 30 champions or like, something? It was like 20-something, I think. Yeah, and I was thinking, okay, you've got about six weeks. How are you killing all these people off? <laughs> yeah, and I thought, like, they were to die, they'd be dead, but, like, they could just lose and just get knocked out. Like, death is yeah. not the absolute consequence. But anyway, I digress. Um, yeah, such a wonderful series. Thank you, Kenzie, for getting me back into reading, is all I can say. Um, <laughs> Throne of Glass and Aelin has a lot of love in my heart, and I keep thinking about it every now and then. Mm. But yeah, it's just, I'm sad that I'm never going to read it for the first time again, as yeah. well. I think, as well, I'm glad we read it as Akatar and then Throne of Glass, because I feel mm-hmm. like if I had read Throne of Glass first, that I wouldn't have enjoyed Akatar as much. Oh, okay. Yeah. So why 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 is that? It's just because in terms of like perhaps plot or characters or just like what how it makes you feel. Yeah, because I think I would have seen the similarities, and instead of drawing the parallels backwards, I would have drawn them forwards, and then oh, I would have okay. been like, oh, I'm disappointed that that is kind of a carbon copy. Oh, Whereas okay. I got to read Akatar and really get into the characters first and then I could read Throne of Glass as a separate entity as well and then be like, okay, well, this character obviously was a blueprint for this character and then this stems from this. And yep. I also enjoyed how Akatar throws you into the world straight away of Fae and everything, but Throne mm. of Glass sort of leaks you into it because the first couple of books it's there's mentions of Faye but they don't have their powers and so everyone's pretty much human and then it mm. fully goes into Faye and powers yeah it kicks in it yeah, the first two books is really like also a history lesson yeah. within the world building itself yeah. but it's like trying to keep up I will can be a bit difficult. say the only thing the only qualm I have if you will is the first two books and all the talk of everything about word marks and portals and everything and I thought the portals were going to play a big role and I thought the word marks were going to play a big role and so the first two books word marks, word marks, word marks don't hear jack shit about them until book eight (laughs) yeah and then it's just like one word mark here boom and like there's a little bit of sprinkling with the the escaping word marks or whatever but apart from that they don't play that big of a role <laughs> yeah yeah i was expecting more like interworld dimension fighting like them going off somewhere or they they're going to the Val homeland or whatever to slay them once and for all type of thing but no which is yeah that's one of my like least favorite point parts of of the book um but yes yeah, so there's just never been never seen again just like Vaughn but yeah yeah <laughs> justice for Vaughn <laughs> <laughs> but yeah I thought it was yeah gonna be portal hopping through places and worlds but yeah and then the one mention of the uh I guess a multiverse sort of mm. coming is one throwaway line that could have just been as it was but because you've introduced portals in the first one and then suddenly you've brought it back in the last one where does it go from there and then you would think kind of maybe in Akatar there would be a little bit of that kind of vibe but there's not really (laughs) disclaimer like we're going to talk about Akatar as well as like maybe even Crescent City so if that's something that is going to bother you please feel free to click away if not enjoy the banter I guess yeah I feel like because there was always ideas of like yeah multiverse or 
uh, uh, parallel universes in Akatar. And then, yeah, Sarah has that opportunity in Throne of Glass with all those portals, but then mm. it's just whether or not she really wanted to integrate them. And then, and then in Crescent City, there's just portals galore. Yeah. Maybe there was a lot of umming and ahhing whether or not to create, like, a crossover. I like to think she has a big whiteboard, and then in yeah. one corner she has portals, and then so she's gone back and been like, oh, fuck, I need a... Bring that back in somehow. Oh, I forgot God, that yeah. I wrote about that. See, like I would, like I would love to see, like just like a stack of notes or like just a Google Doc of all her shit that she has. Or yes. Sarah J. Mass has just like to connect everything. And, oh, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe she didn't even think about. Who knows? Maybe Throne of Glass might not even get like be a part of the a crossover. You know, let's just go straight into just this for the moment. Okay. Um, <laughs> Big spoilers for entire Sarah J universe. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Yeah, why not? Maybe when she was writing Crescent City, because she's like doing Crescent City and Akita at the same time, maybe the intent is just for these two to come together. Yeah. Eventually. Maybe Throne of Glass is just like well and done. Like Aelin is retired. Her and Rowan are just chilling in Terrison as they should. And then because of the timelines, I was under the impression oh, yeah. that Kingdom of Ash happened a very long time ago. But in terms of timeline, Kingdom of Ash is happening simultaneously to Frost and Starlight. Okay. Which is, and then Kingdom of Ash also is happening just before Crescent City 1. Oh, uh, yeah. So I Kingdom think, of okay. Ash, Frost and Starlight. But I thought it was like and Silver Crescent Flame because at that moment, Kingdom of Ash, Silver Flame, because she goes through and Farrah and Reese are... Oh yeah, no, no, I saw it because we're talking about when they're fucking in the sky. Wrong part, anyway. <laughs> yeah, sorry. sorry Kingdom Could of you Ash- imagine that was the crossover that connected them all? <laughs> so Kingdom of Ash, Silver Flames, sorry, uh, Crescent City are all happening simultaneously. Verona Glass, with it being written like several years ago now, it's like it's so hard to comprehend that t- timeline because yeah. Akatar and Crescent City are new, new, like they're being released now. Yeah. But my perception of like, but they're actually in the context of the story, they're all happening simultaneously. Yeah. It just freaks me out a little bit. And then because, yeah, everyone wants Aelin and Rowan to be left alone, yeah. but this is happening right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, to be fair, Aelin is, for the most part, powerless and underpowered she has a little bit of she has a little water she has a sprinkly water she's like her hand is a sprinkler just on the grass (laughs) (laughs) just spurting water everywhere yeah yeah um i don't know maybe because of akatar getting a bit popular now perhaps maybe people want to see aelin again like it's been a long time yeah again despite the actual book timelines being on par but like yeah writing timeline and real-time release of the books yeah yeah, so jumping right into it, who do you think from Throne of Glass will be a part of the crossover if it is a part of the crossover? I would hope that Rowan and Aelin would be. And then I'd also like to see a bit of Rowan and Lysandra. Not Rowan, fuck me. Adian and Lysandra. <laughs> yeah. Lysandra would be so OP. Yeah, and then I don't... Yeah, but then, sorry, I don't think you could go beyond that because then it would be too many characters for but one like, book. There's a lot of like talk online that like Dorian and Manon might be the ones to yeah. like come in and save the day. Yeah. I feel like it might make sense for Lysandra because she is like a shifter and like yeah. a, there are a lot of or prominent species maybe in CC would, which is shifters. Yeah. Maybe it would be one of those things where there has to be people in their own universe like doing something to with word marks to stop. So maybe Ron oh, okay. and Aelin go through portals mm. but then they say you have to stay behind and do this. 
Okay, yeah, like delegating tasks yeah. and stuff. So that we yeah. get a mention, but not full chapters or povs. Perhaps, yeah. yeah. How do you feel about, yeah, like a Dorian might come in and do some hoo-ha? Maybe, because he has a lot of that raw power. But I think it's hard, It's going to be hard to do all this without having too much OP. Yeah, or even like to overshadow the the intention, the initial book, because like if it's like an Akatar book, you'd want to highlight all the Akatar characters. Yeah, like, you don't want Aelin and Dorian outshining them. Yeah, because it'd be moments. the Crescent City, so it, it's going to be yeah. about the Crescent City characters mostly, and then there's yeah. already a lot of Crescent City characters to yeah, begin fuck with. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh my god. And yes, we are aware that our Crescent City podcast episodes aren't out yet. It'll be out in the next couple of weeks. So this is really weird talking about yeah. it right now. But bear with us. We will lay it all on the table in a couple of weeks. But yeah. yeah. But yeah, it would be nice if, like, hypothetically, there was, like, a Bryce, Feyre, Aelin sort of trio moment. Yeah. That'd be pretty cool. I keep imagining, like, Feyre, not Feyre, Bryce, because she's a battery, right? Uh, charging up, like, Aelin and, like, somehow reignites her. That's what I was thinking. Like, or something with the cauldron or... Yeah, what, what is it? The cauldron? What else? What other artifacts? Or is it just the cauldron? The Nestor's Trove. Oh, the Death Trove. Yep, mm. yep. I suppose. Oh, well, uh, yeah, Bryce has the horn. Luna's horn. Yeah, there has well, to be also, something. <laughs> also, I think you showed me this TikTok, but um, the writing on Bryce's back tattoo is a word mark, people think. Oh. Which would make sense if it was able to open portals. Like, the horn as an artifact itself was a physical horn, so I don't understand why it would then be a word mark. Um, I'm just thinking the logistics of that, because it's the, because a word mark is writing, so I think. Yes. Yeah. So they could melt down the dead trove, theoretically, mm. and make a symbol. Okay. And, and that then would it be a word mark? I don't know. I just think of the horn, because the horn was <laughs> yeah. a physical horn, and it you blew into it or whatever you did, and it would open portals. Yes. But, like, now that it's a word mark, is it stronger because it's in word mark form, or, mm. or is it, like, And because it has the starlight power. Yeah, and because, yeah, the starlight power is what, you know, opens portals through the horn. Like, I don't know. Yeah, again, the logistics seemed a bit... Maybe we, we're not meant to think about that, Kenzie. <laughs> just meant to accept it and move on. <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, I feel like, yeah, you wouldn't want any of the other characters kind of, or Sarah J Mass characters outshining the initial book that it's about. So it'd be about, yeah, Bryce and like Hunt and Re- and um, I was going to say Reese, but Rune. <laughs> Reese's son. Well, we, we know there's something going on there. Something. I also saw something online where, this was ages ago though, where Sarah said in, a vi- in an interview, someone in the Akatar, one character, like has a phone on them. What? Like, and I find that hard to believe, though. It was weird. Like, someone, like... In the book's current current timeline? One of the actors. Oh, it's got to be isn't, more. Isn't too far from, like, a phone. But, yeah. It's got to be more. And this is another thing that I find really funny. Because, like, we talk about this again in, I think, uh, House of Sky and Breath. But, because obviously in House of Sky and Breath it is revealed, you know, we see some folks. And then... Yeah. <laughs> It's described because the language Bryce and I are talking in, it's the ancient language. Yeah. And it's just so funny because it's in a more technological world. Yeah. And then, like, in like, re- in Akatar world, is more like the medieval kind of yeah. punk vibe. And it's just so funny. I think, yeah, it's hard because also in real life, you got to, like, time is not linear. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, everything's fucked. Like that telescope thing. Yeah. It, take, it took the, it's the photos from 3,000 years ago. It's like, what? <laughs> Or, yeah. uh, anyway, 
Yeah, the James okay, right. Webb telescope. <laughs> yep. Such beautiful photos, though. I love space. You're a space girly, zodiac girly, planet girly. <laughs> All right, let's just reel it back in. Let's actually Sorry. talk about the glass. <laughs> no, that was fun, though. That was fun. Alrighty. Who were your favorite characters of the series? I have an interesting answer for this. Okay. Aelin, not Selena. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Aelin does have the more grandest, like, story i guess i just think selena was very respect to her also selena was very self-serving mm-hmm. she had to be yeah which is fair exactly so she had to be um but so Aelin, because she took all of that pain and all of that angst and she embodied it and she said i am going to heal the world make it a better place uh, yep i agree yeah whereas selena was like the world's against me, so I'm against the world. <laughs> and yeah, just do whatever whatever you need to do for yourself. Yeah. Which is pretty which much is fair. In the first Yeah, which is fair. Like in her first the first two books, she just she just wanted to get her coin and leave. Yeah. Really. And then Kale sends her away. Yes. <laughs> because <laughs> if she had been not thinking about herself, she would have killed Archer Finn in two seconds. And then we wouldn't be in this mess. <laughs> I hated. She had so many opportunities to kill oh. him, and she just gave him too many chances. Oh, pissed me off. But anyway, but Selena, being that assassin, likes to toy with her prey. Yes. As well, likes to to suffer a little bit. Yes. Anyone else? Rowan. Okay, we love. We stand a feminist king. I love my BB. Um, just he's written very well. He's everything I want in a man. I want him to punch me in the face. <laughs> Which is I had died ten years ago. <laughs> Yeah, he's so romantic. He wishes that you were dead 10 years ago. It's I love that. I love that. We and love I it. want him to bite me. <laughs> Wanted to what? Oh, bite you. Bite okay. me. <laughs> <laughs> um, nom nom. Delicious. Yes. <laughs> Good soup. And I think, yeah, because he was always pushing against Maeve, sort of. He just needed yeah. that extra oomph to get him over the line. He was kind of just existing. Yeah. And like, then he, he was, was just there. like anything for Aelin. He would go to the end of the earth. Real quick, Maeve's plan was for Rowan to, like, hate Aelin for all of eternity so they would never end up together because of the mate stuff, right? But, like, I don't think he hated her that much, in hindsight. He was just a tough, tough asshole trainer. I'm gonna, you know, make you be who you should be type of thing. Yeah. But, like, the hatred towards her in order to, you know, uh, dent their mate thing, it didn't come across as extremely hateful or anything yeah and is that all for your favorite characters yes because everyone else sucks <laughs> <laughs> within with, with good reason yeah well like, lysandra um, and adian i do enjoy but they're not my favorites you know well sucks for you because lysandra's my favorite she was the mvp <laughs> oh no she was book. but was she not op she was very OP, yeah. but like, yeah. But the sea dragon scene oh yeah like, so oh, good i could see that in my head as a yeah. movie yeah, and like her, I think she was like a white, unless it was a sea, she was a wyvern as well at some point as well. Yeah. She was like a big bastard sea creatures. Like, it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, Aelin is also one of my favorite characters. Is just, yeah, once she embraced who she was, she was willing to, yeah, as you said, kind of heal the world. Yeah. And try and set things back straight. I would add Rowan closely to that list as well, because, yeah, he stood by her side. Like, even though he was with Maeve and the, Maeve and the Cadre, and like, it was started off as his past was very antagonistic but came around quite well the, yeah the rest of them i don't really care for <laughs> everyone oh dorian he he's a very honorable person it's funny like all the main characters but again dorian was very self-serving to begin with i think yeah 
which is ironic because like he want yeah, he chose Sel- uh, Selena as the assassin to fight for the king and do the king's bidding but then like he hates the fact that you know she was killing people as well as Kale it's yeah. like it's ugh, I hypocrites. Know. conversely who are your least favorite characters the lords of Terrison. <laughs> yeah, like they could have solved so many issues if they just took initiative. Yeah, the Lords of Terrison, like, they didn't do shit, but they wouldn't let Aelin be the Queen of Terrison. Yeah, because this is thing, and we spoke about this in the podcast as well when we were talking about them, um, when in one of the books. But yeah, they wouldn't advocate for her to be queen. They wouldn't support her being queen, but mm-hmm. none of them were stepping up to take leadership either. They'll just sitting there we're sweden we don't want anything yeah. sort your shit out and then come back yeah find us an army and we'll then we'll see what you do yeah how about it's where's like, your army why haven't you rallied an army <laughs> yeah like yeah oh that pissed me off so much um anyone else other than the lords of terrison yes sorry <laughs> Lorcan. <laughs> yes i agree he's number one on my list Yes, for reasons I'll let you talk about him um, when we get to um and Kale after Crown of Midnight. <laughs> fair, <laughs> fair. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. So go on All about right. your least favorite characters. So I'll talk about Lorcan last. Um, but Arabin, of course, he was just a sleaze, slimy bag. Hated him so much. So glad Lysandra killed him. Mm-hmm. Adian in Kingdom of Ash only, because <laughs> mm-hmm. he was a dickhead yes. to Lysandra. Um. <laughs> So Lorcan is my number one because of the obvious reasons I've stated in the previous episodes that have involved him. Everyone loves him because, you know, he's nice to Elite. He's nice to the sweet crippled girl. You know, they fall in love. It's great. Whatever. But he never respected Aelin. Yes. Never once. Yes. Yeah, like there were, I suppose because he was working for Maeve and Maeve wanted the word marks and wanted Aelin kind of like knocked out and all that shit. And of course, you know, they would fight and tussle, which is fine. But even in the turnaround, like he never respected her or really apologized for anything. And it is his fault that she got tortured and captured. Yes, and that's what I said. It was his that. fault for giving away their location. Yeah, and like only Elite knows that. And that's why she's pissed at him the entire time in Kingdom of Ash. Mm-hmm. And, like, then his whole motivation is for Elite's forgiveness, doing whatever it takes to, for Elite to forgive him, not for, like, Aelin to forgive him. And then Aelin gives him a fucking title and land or, or the ultimatum to, like, never return to Terrison and never see Elite again or, mar- or marry Elite or fight and, you know, you get to marry Elite and then yeah. have, like, a lordship title and all that shit. And it's like, dude. Yeah. <sighs> it pissed me off so much. And, like, online, a lot of people, like, it's the only, like, good thing that he did was, like, he gave, he made his shirt a period rag for Elite. Like, I know. Oh, my God, he helped her. Yes, well done. You. <laughs> but you got our girl tortured, and that's why she's, like. Yeah, but we forgive you shit. because you made pads. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. No, <laughs> that's it. Yeah, he's horrible. I don't like yeah. him. He's, like, not nice. And, like, he gives off the jealous... Like, when your friend gets in a relationship and, like, you just... The best friend's jealous for, like, no reason, almost. Like, yeah. just antagonistic and silly. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, don't like him. I wish he died in that valley. Although I did see art the other day of Lorcan with the shield around Elite. The art looks cool. I don't like him, but, like, it's a cool art. <laughs> we Fantastic. respect the art. You can take the, what, the art away from the artist. Yeah, no, the art away from the character, more like... But yeah, and then yeah, Adian again in Kingdom of Ash, just because the way he treats Lysandra, it's it's like it's so petty. It's such a menial thing. It's like, oh, you you're impersonating my cousin. It's like because she yeah, asked you to to save the world. <laughs> yeah, it's like like what other plan could they have had? Yeah, 
everyone was banking on Aelin's big ass fireball power like yeah. and she doesn't have it anymore so what do you expect was going to happen and he offered no alternative either yeah everyone gets pissy with no alternative far out yeah i don't see you helping exactly he may as well have just stuck with the lords of terracent to be honest Wait. actually not quickly adding this to my favorite moment um adian losing his generalship general, <laughs> his commander title Oh my god, Claire. Just because he's been a pissy little bitch. Savage. In Kingdom of Ash. Leading on, what, what were your favourite moments, Kenzie? I don't know about you, but I have quite a list. My favourite moments were the scene where they saved Adian. Mm-hmm. His rescue mission. His yep. rescue mission, yes. I just, yeah, I could see it all playing out in my head like a movie and it was brilliant and I cannot wait to see that if it's ever brought to life. We will talk about that. The whole beach scene. Oh, Rowan and Aelin. Uh, not this well, the saucy times, but no, when Maeve captures Aelin. Oh, okay. Oh, yep. yep and yep. then she's just getting whipped and whipped because she's biting at time. And yep. then, where is Aelin? Where is my wife? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> heartbreak. Oh, so good. Just, oh, and you know, I love a bit of torture porn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I just like, yeah. <laughs> um, and it's one of my favorite moments because of the significance of it, but I also hate it as an overall arcing theme um is Aelin giving up her powers yeah that's a big no-no we hate that yeah but I just think it was written quite well and then for it to essentially just mean nothing if it was just that book sure but now it's a bit of a theme and pattern in Sarah's other books which is what is irritating about it yeah very good anything else no everything else made me sad (laughs) (laughs) it made me sad it was I mean Kingdom of Ash was quite quite sad for the most part my favorite moments in no particular order, because these just came to my mind as I was writing. Aelin saving Fenris with the fire. Yeah. Oh, wait, yes, sorry. My favourite moments as well are, like, any Aelin and Fenris moments. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we love them. Yeah. They're, they're bros. When she was being, yeah, tortured and he was there. He was there, but, yeah, not there in a way. Yeah. So it was so difficult. It's so frustrating because it's like, Fenris, just do something. I just know. Couldn't... Poor boy. But yeah, Aelin saving Fenris. Sandra Sea Dragon Beast Mode moment in Empire of Storms to try and get Rolf and the Mycenaeans to help fight. That was Uh epic. This is a cheeky one in Queen of Shadows when Rowan uses Arabin's oil gifted to Aelin and he's like, thanks, my skin was a little dry or something like that. Thank you for the oil. Such a See, I forgot about all of these things. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) that's so good. Um, also, special shout out to Kale for saving Fleetfoot in Crown of Midnight. That was the bravest thing he's ever done in his entire <laughs> military career. Vaughn going MIA was my favorite moment as well. Oh, I have another <laughs> just, least favorite moment. Sorry, because um, yeah. they're bringing up the memories. Um, the fact that it was Irene who killed what's his face, Erwin. Erwin, yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah, she's kind of, she's mentioned in Assassin's Blade, and then I guess she's in Tower of Dawn, but I wouldn't know because I didn't read it. Um, (laughs) And it's just like, you've come out of nowhere, thanks for the help, but I wished it was Dorian, maybe, because that would be a really cool, like, full circle redemption arc sort of thing for him. Or, like, Dorian and Aelin together. Because, yeah, you've built this up, and it's been the same big bad for all the books, and then suddenly it's like, oh, here's this side character who kills me easy peasy. 
But if you think about it, it is more full circle since Era Fire because, you know, in Era Fire it was Rowan, Aelin, and the Cadre kind of with, alongside Maeve. Yeah. And then it was Adian, Kale, Dorian, etc., dealing with like Rifthold and Erwin and all that type of stuff. So it seems in their own respective nature, circles, like they all come together quite well. But yeah, we'll get to at least favorite moments as well. So. But yeah, I also had Aelin rescuing Adian because, yeah, it was just such a slick thing. And, like, yeah. the plans just seemed to never go wrong. And then the Queen of Shadows ending with the whole, like, destroying the towers and glass castle, like, and shattering, shattering and, like, yes. the bridge and all that stuff and the fight against the king, Dorian's dad and everything. And it's like, ugh. It was just, mm. like, so, it is a cinematic moment that I wish we get the privilege of seeing. Soon. Yeah. And, yeah, that's it from me. Do you have any least favourite moments, Kenzie? Yeah, I already, we already spoke about my least favourite, didn't we? So is that your only favourite moment? Least favourite moment? Yeah. Nothing else comes to mind. Oh, I suppose once I start going off, you might think I said something. a few, didn't I? I don't know. We were just in the favourite moments part. I, I thought know. we were in the least favourite moments part. We're now in the least favourite moments. Oh, fuck me. I've been saying... Okay. <laughs> oh, sorry. Oh, jeez. All right. So did you have... All right. Sorry. sorry again, what... Giving up? Wait. No. I think I was talking about favourite. Oh, no. I think we're good. No, no, we're good, I think. Okay, yes. Because, yeah, you said that you didn't like that she gave up her powers, which is fair. Oh, yeah, so that's my least fair. Okay, and then, yeah, Lorcan giving away their position. Yep. Fuck you, bitch. Um, yep. and kicking Lysandra out of the tent. Anything to do with Archer Finn. Yeah, that whole... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Tower of Dawn as a whole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. You, you haven't read it, so you can't judge it. Yes, I can, and I will. Right. Um... Aelin being tortured and Fenris not being able to do anything. Um, yeah. Where is Vaughn? Yeah, Vaughn, <laughs> hello, sir. Hello. It's been, to this day, he's still looking for Lorcan. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, that's it. I think that's all. Yeah, cool, cool. Um, I had, like, Maeve's intentions. I know it's not a moment, but it's more of a plot line. Yeah. Like, because she, I think, towards the end, or when she's, you know, monologuing to Aelin <laughs> yeah. in the torture, she's all like, you know, she wants a perfect world and she wants to protect it. But, like, she never allied herself with them to stop the Valg or her ex-husband or brother or whatever, the, whoever the fuck everyone is to her. Yeah, her brother-in-law, I think. Yeah, something like that. Like, you, you want, you preach, like, yeah, perfect world and, like, yeah, she didn't even try to. She didn't do anything. Stop to him. Help she them. just isolated herself. Yeah, if anything, she just wanted to kill Aelin because she was threatened by her powers. Yeah, like, like imagine the I power. Feel like, yeah, both if of she'd them. gone about it a different way, being like, "Here's the truth," blah blah blah. I just want to stop him. Can we combine our powers? Yeah. Um, and then just with Maeve as well, just her bamboozling all of Dornell with no consequences. Yeah. <laughs> like just her mentors. And the gods, yeah. Oh, my least favourite moment was also, again, moments is more of a plot line. But anything to do with the fucking gods in Throne of Glass is, like, useless to me. I know, because, again, like, what was the point? All, they're built up so much for them to just be useless and not help. They're just that third party just to nudge Aelin along. Because I feel like Aelin or Selena wouldn't have been able to figure anything out without being pushed by the gods or, like... Elena and Gavin and all the past bullshit. Again, at least favourite plotline shit was the, the the Elena, Gavin, whatever the fuck they did with the Valg back in the day stuff. Like, I hated it. I yeah, hated anything it. that was the uh, history exposition. Yeah. 
I just I didn't understand and want a part of it. <laughs> yeah, neither. And the whole like the ultimate like sacrifice for Aelin to lose her powers in the with the mirrors or whatever the fuck was happening. Like, yeah, I, I don't want it. <laughs> Quickly back to a favorite moment with Aelin falling through the worlds, only because I knew you know the worlds that she was falling through as well. That was yeah. really cool. Um, and then yeah, we've already spoken about this, but the word marks seem to not matter after Crown of Midnight. Yeah. But yeah, oh, while I think about it, adding to the favourite moments, I quite liked Manon v. Aelin over the canyon in Queen yeah, of Shadows. Liked, yeah, I, I could say a lot about the cinematic moments, I think. I would yeah, it'd be them. so good. But yeah, and there are a lot of, my, of really good moments and it's hard to be, um, hard to say, oh, well, this is my favourite moment and this is my favourite moment because yeah, I yeah. think just as a cinematic experience, they're very well-written. Yeah, it'd be so cool, yeah. And I, now that I think about it, I'd love that, like, Aelin and Manon are on, like, parallel journeys to each other. Like, they're both wanting to save their kingdoms slash land yeah. from the corruptions of evil or the curse. Um, I feel like a, there was a lot given to Manon in terms of, like, plot points. Like, the whole, she's a croaking, she's, like, the croaking, like, air and stuff yeah, as well. Yeah, I feel like, like there were a lot of plot points where... Sarah just wrote a list of what she wanted to add and then yeah. it was just tick, 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 tick because there was a lot of side missions. <laughs> yeah. And, like, yeah, Manon seems to be, like, the witch queen of, like, everything. Yeah. And it's like, ugh, the poor girl. She just wants she just wants her, the wastes back. That's all she wants. And, yeah, like, I didn't... I suppose this must have been, like, more mentioned in Crowd of Midnight, but why was the Kroken witches, the early witches that got, like, penalised with death, like... <laughs> right? <laughs> Like, I, I forget why. Anyway. And then it's just a big <gasps> moment when, yeah, turns out Manon is the, the croaking heir all along yes. and Rhiannon and whoever the fuck that is, like, <laughs> respectfully don't care about the witch drama. Would have liked a novella, though. I did. As we've established. My first read skim a lot of the witch yeah. stuff. And yeah. And my second read. But then... <laughs> <laughs> but then, but like you got the gist of like yeah. in Air of Fire when it's like um, where she chooses Abraxas with the whole yeah. um, the you know the runt wyvern and the the um, underdog iron teeth witch yeah. type of thing. Yeah. Alrighty. Do you have a favorite individual book of the series? Air of Fire. Okay. Why? Rowan. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I love the montage training vibe. Yep. And so, yeah, it was all about Aelin coming into her power and learning to control mm. it and going deep and letting it overpower you a little bit with, like, the bonfire scene. Mm. And then, who did this to you? Yep. Ugh! Good good torture porn tropes for you. Yes. Love it. I was in <laughs> a great way. And the biting. Oh, yummy, yep. yummy, 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 yummy. <laughs> I was having... Oh, great time. No, no, I just think it's very well written in Aelin is shedding Selena. Yep, for sure. Yeah. And I and she's ready to accept who she is. Yeah, Erifire is my favourite individual book too because I also, everything you just said I quite liked. Yeah. Except the whole, like, investigation storyline with, like, oh, the half phase of being murdered. Mm, like, I don't yeah. really care because we knew we know that the Valga here and yeah, because experimenting. Yeah, because really mean anything in the end <laughs> yeah no and i also liked just the split story of like yeah kale dorian and adian doing whatever the fuck they're doing in rift hold and then aelin and her journey as well it was just a nice little quite back and forth although i was trying to read through like those chapters fast because i just wanted to get to aelin yeah like, that's all i cared about oh quickly another favorite moment in general i just liked Sorsha just helping dorian as well 
Yeah, I... That was nice. That was lovely. That was lovely. But again, with... I think we've mentioned this a lot of characters being introduced just to be paired off. Yeah. Straight away. For sure. I would have liked a bit more of a slow burn if Sorsha... And I would have liked Sorsha maybe to be an endgame sort of situation, but then I do love Manon, so... Yeah, oof. Yeah, Manon. Yeah, like, why bother introducing her if she's just going bye-byes? They just need someone to help Dorian figure out his magic, I yeah. suppose, yeah. at the end of the day. How do we get this information in? <laughs> and then Rowan helps him later on, which is so yeah. cute. I love that. And it just goes to show Rowan isn't, like, jealousy type either. It's like, oh, you've dated, like, my mate. Like, I'm going to hate you, Eternity, or whatever. Yeah. It's like, it's a compromise. Like, yeah. he's, just a, he's just a good guy. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'll help you out with your magic. It's a good big brother or uncle moment. I don't know. Yeah. Because I guess Dory never really had that with his dad. Uh. Hog TV show update? I will tell you. As far as I'm aware, there is none, but hopefully <laughs> so, there's new information. September 2016, Hulu announced that they were adapting the show under the title Queen of Shadows. Yes. There is a script for at least one episode that we oh my God. have been hashtag confirmed. Only one? No. Yeah, that's titled Aelin, <laughs> I think, or Selene, or something. Anyway. Um, and as of 2021-2022, there are no new updates. Oh, all right. <laughs> so it's either been shelved by the production company or just put in the bin. It's a pretty big world to try and take on, especially in, like, this day and age, TV shows are, like, eight to ten episodes now. Yeah. It's like, how can you fit so much into that? Yeah, unless you go... I guess, the Game of Thrones route and do hour and a half episodes. Yeah. But even now, like, with Netflix and stuff, like, and Stranger Things, like, they're ba- they're making movie-length episodes. Yeah. It's like, just have more episodes. Yeah. It's like, I saw a meme on, I think, Facebook or something, or even Twitter. It's like, bring back the 22-hour, 22-episode seasons. Have some filler episodes. It's great. I, but I don't know. Would you rather, a, like, a movie series or a TV show series? TV show. You think just because they're going to fit more into it? Because, yeah, I think you'd be able to fit more into it. But, like, imagine if it was, like, a Marvel, like, five movie deal or whatever. No, but I still think that you'd have to combine, say, Throne of Glass and Crown of Midnight because there is a lot of filler plot. I think you would have to lose a lot to Mm -hmm. have those big moments have more of an impact in a movie. Or would you rather just kick off with Air of Fire? No. I suppose, yeah, you need need the background. Yeah, you need the background knowledge. I mean, I guess you could almost do Throne of Glass and then have that be at the end of Throne of Glass you find out that Aelin is Faye. Maybe, yeah. You could have that big fight at the end and then Kale sends her away and then just skip Crown of Midnight. Yeah, I'm pretty sure, like, Throne of Glass and Crown of Midnight happen within, like, six months or even, like, a year. So, like, that could be, yeah, that can be condensed very quickly. Yeah. I don't know. I would just like TV show because I think, yeah, you can explore more. And otherwise I feel like it would end up being one of those things maybe with what happened with Divergent, how they were going really well and then they fooked it. And so, like, the last movie just got cancelled. <laughs> the last movie f- got fucked because the book was fucked. <laughs> like, it wasn't because of the movies. It was the content. But I think also, shit. yeah, that it just didn't receive enough box office revenue. And plus, right now, is it a good vibe for fantasy to thrive, really? Well, they're bringing out uh, Vampire Academy TV show, Wings ha- Saga. House of the House of the Dragons or whatever. For yes, Game of Thrones. Game of Thrones. Sequel, requel, prequel. 
pretty cool. Whatever. <laughs> I didn't even think Winx Club was like that popular. I uh-huh. thought it was like a meme. I thought it was a meme because I think I thought season one wasn't that great. Oh, I liked it. <laughs> well, no, no, like from the general consensus, I haven't watched it, but like the general consensus was like a bit of a meme. Well, if it's good, it's good. I don't, but yeah, I don't know. Maybe they're going to see how Akita goes. Yeah, but that's not moved past a script either, yeah. It sucks that these things take so much time. Like, it it might even be years before we even get anything. Yeah. And again, because the series isn't finished, but like, then, but like, yeah, Game of Thrones, like, he was still writing the books while the series was good. Is it misogyny? Is it internalized misogyny? Who? Yes. Like, like, you know, Sarah J. Mass, you know, needs to, like, pray on the ground and kiss their feet, but George R. R. Martin can, like, have all these books done in a movie, uh, in TV shows, and, like, it's all caught up. I think, no. <laughs> I think that Game of Thrones book series Built was different. very, very popular. But I guess that is internalised misogyny, because I guess people are like, oh, a fairy book written by a female, it's for girls, you know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. See? But yeah. Did we just uncover something? We did, we did. But, like, that not that not Hollywood anyway? Yeah. But, yeah, ultimately, I really hope a TV show, yeah, comes about and it's good, even with Akatar, because, like, imagine the potential. Even, yeah, Akatar throwing a glass again. But maybe maybe they're waiting for, like, Marvel to phase out eventually. Yeah, maybe. Because, <laughs> like, it must be very hard to... This is such a competitive, like, movie, TV show, Hollywood market these days. Mm. I guess we've already talked about the theories and stuff yeah. in the beginning. So oh, I've like, got an hour. This has been an hour. Yeah, it's it's been a good stint. This has been good. I thought I was worried. I was worried, but we've done well. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah. It's all right if it was a dinky little filler episode for us. It's great. That's it's fine. all right. I like it when we can backlog. <laughs> yeah, exactly. For sure. Um, but yeah, oh, I don't know. Any like lingering thoughts? Emotions? I hope that we can get, I, I hope that through either CC or Akatar that we get a little bit of, I don't know, something, more closure on the series. <laughs> Perhaps. Or even like, like, a, oh, Aileen and Rowan, they have a kid now maybe. Or like some. But again, like, because it's happening all at the passing. same time. Oh, yeah, true. Like no time no. has passed. Yeah. Fuck. I want Aileen to just be retired. Yeah. <laughs> she's lived her life. She's, I just want her to so be much. gracious queen doing yeah. the thing. I want the, everyone to be thriving. I want the Lords of Terrison to eat their shit because... <laughs> eat my ass. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hope Lysandra is ruling well. I feel like cause being her, having never ruled or having like a ladyship before, like yeah. I hope she's doing well. Yeah. Um, I hope Adian isn't a prick to her, which yeah. is good. Um, everyone's all happy. It's yes. great. No, nothing can go wrong. We love our queen. Yes, we stand. It's... Sarah really, she really set the standards with like heroines in her books because like no, no one can beat Aelin. Like as much as I do love Bryce and Feyre, nothing beats Aelin. No. They don't no, come close. Nothing beats that tortured past. Exactly. Did you see the art? There was art on, going around on TikTok of, I think I sent it to you. Of Rowan, Rowan in Illyrian leathers. Yes, yes, with green siphons. Yeah. Yes. 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 Who would have been <laughs> on a fire, Rowan or Cassian? Rowan. I think because he's got the he's got the uh, the age advantage, like he's got more yeah. experience. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, they've, they've had a shit ton of battles and stuff. I know, be an epic fight. Yeah, it'll be what kills Cassian. <laughs> I also saw an art the other day of I put I put it on the Instagram. It's oh no, I didn't. But um, it was an image of Reese, Feyre, and like Rowan and Aelin together. Yeah, oh, so good, so good. You know what? I wouldn't mind seeing a conversation with like Amran and Manon. 
It yeah. was such a weird interaction. Like, Manon, Amran, and Fury together. Yes, I want lots of things, but I don't know if we're going to get it. It'd, or, be, it'd, be, it'd be impossible to want anything. Yeah. I think the more we want, the more I, we're setting ourselves up for disappointment if it doesn't exactly. happen. So I just yeah, want to yeah. be surprised by whatever does happen. I just, like, I just have those floating thoughts, like, oh... This interaction would be nice. Oh, it'd be cool if this happened. Yeah. I suppose we've got to call it. This is the end of Throne of Glass. Thank you for staying with us, everyone. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for the blood, sweat, and tears. <laughs> uh, but yeah, thanks for sticking around at the Throne of Glass series. Um, you can find us, if you find us in one place, I'm sure you can find, find us, us everywhere. everywhere else. <laughs> uh, Letterboxd Book Club on Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, Spotify. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, leave some comments because we like to see some discussions yes whether or not like you guys have any favorite moments least favorite moments favorite characters give us a follow give us a sub give us a like (laughs) give us all the attention (laughs) the validation as well i need it (laughs) (laughs) you're doing fine kenzie you're doing great thanks you're doing amazing sweetie chris jenner in the background be it thanks for listening catch us the next couple of weeks where we're actually we'll be talking about crescent city one and two (laughs) so we can finally get that out of the way yes and yeah See you then. Bye, everyone. Bye.